Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Sweet Release Healing's Roundtable. For tonight's roundtable, we have Kaylee, Brittany. Um, does Sharon show up or is Sharon the producer role? And we have Morgan, our producer, as well, hoping that Morgan pops up and says something, but she's like, no. No, I'm not producer role today. Oh, you're not We're producer role today. Fantastic. No, neither is Sharon. Oh, yay. I never know what's going on. So I love this. The full moon is in a couple days, so make sure you're hydrating. You're going to get extra headaches as the moon pulls on your internal water systems. It's Mountain Dew. I was going to say, Kaylee, we know damn well one of those is Mountain Dew. One of those is freaking Mountain Dew. So I was thinking tonight. Now, normally you guys get the benefit of me asking TikTok as we're live streaming on TikTok at the same time for topics but this time i was like hmm let's throw everybody off just a little bit and let's get a little bit more personal starting with how do you read how do you read what do you pick up on and how does it come across for you i can start and give you a second to catch up everybody because i did throw you off i read heavy on visuals and knowing we call them thought packets so it's like this interactive visual that i can walk through and i can like rewind it fast forward it and i can manipulate and move things around so that i can understand it more there's tons of knowledge that comes into it there's just tons and tons and tons of knowing automatically i don't really hear like with my ear but i'll hear it like a memory of somebody talking and one of my favorites that they do is to compound on the visuals, because <laughs> I guess we're going to stick with visuals with me, is like across the screen of my mind, the word will come up. Like sometimes it'll be typed like a typewriter. Sometimes it's like, dun, 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 it's like right in my face. And it's so fun when that comes up. Other times, um, like I'll taste something or smell something, but that's usually when we're really solidifying who the spirit is that we're talking to. It's a lot of knowing and a lot of visuals for me. What about you, Kaylee? <laughs> um, so normally when I'm doing a reading, like the first thing that I get is the feeling. Like how it feels. Like when I step into somebody's energy, I feel how they feel currently or like an indication somewhere that kind of gives me a direction to go towards and other than that i kind of just fly by the seat of my pants <laughs> i kind of just like let it come in i'm like that's really weird i'm gonna say it though that's really weird and that's kind of how it is and then it's it's ideas and then it's translating also so that people understand mm -hmm. how, because I can get the feeling and I know what it means. I just have to get that out in words to the person so that they connect with it. Sometimes that's hard. That um, can be, but it's more so just letting it flow, flow in, just opening up and letting it happen. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. I agree. Long are long gone are the days where I hold back anymore. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe I have to get this perfect or right. I just like verbal diarrhea as it comes up. What about you, Morgan? Um, for me, it depends on what I'm doing. So, um, I find that my gifts flow easier and I don't have to, I don't know, focus as hard or try as hard when I'm doing Reiki, because when I do Reiki, I tend to go into the void to do it. That's my like way to eliminate and cut out, um, any like background noise influences that kind of thing. And when I do that, I'm very visual and I get auditory as well. So it's kind of like seeing a movie. But when it's every day, especially with mediumship, I know it's spirits um, who have passed when I hear it on my left side because I'm legally deaf in my left side. I have zero hearing. So mm -hmm. if I hear them on my left side, I don't question it. I know that that's loved ones, whoever's kind of hanging around. And sometimes I'll get like a little visual snippet of them. That's not as common. It's a lot of auditory. And if I focus really hard or they've recently passed, I'll sometimes see visual of them, especially if their family members are around. Um, Everything else is kind of more so like the little thought packets. That one I struggle with though, because I second guess everything. So I'm kind of like, oh, am I making this up? Is this something that I'm thinking of? Whereas when I'm doing Reiki, I don't second guess myself. Hmm. I wonder if that second guessing is really what's influencing like them being small, like you said. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks, Morgan. Brittany. Um, with me, I find spirit tends to give me a softball, like a lob, real at the beginning. Like they give me a nice, easy word that I hear and it's like, it's strong or I'll get a quick little flash, but it's something vivid. Like I feel like they're like, okay, we got to start her off slow. <laughs> give her, give her. <laughs> And then after that, um, it tends that, that, you know, once I get that little bit, I can start pulling a little bit to get a little more information. And that kind of where is where the feelings and the deeper meanings. And that's when I feel like feel that switch where mm. you kind of your eyes you're seeing, but you're not like you're staring, but you're not seeing, mm -hmm. I guess. And that switch happens. And then then a bunch of crap comes out of your mouth. and, and <laughs> For me, that's channeling. That's how I feel when I'm channeling. Yeah. Like when spirit jumps in and takes over, they're like, excuse me, I need this body. And the more focus and more you try to grasp on to what they just showed you, the tighter you you, you're not going to get anything like you really just kind of have to trust it and be loose and just give it. That's same for me. I, <laughs> it's so funny. I did a video on TikTok not long ago where people were asking, um, like I, they, this woman said she just kind of like checks out for a little bit. And I said, that's when I responded, I said, you're, you're describing channeling that check out where you're there, but you're not there. 
like you're a spectator to what you're doing from the inside out. And like for me, I don't know if it's like this for you, Brittany, too, but sometimes it's almost like like my face is still here, but I've pulled back and I'm like I can see the the darkness and then like the eye slits. So I get something similar, like I can feel myself go back, but it's like I'm like my vision is here, but I'm seeing what they're telling me just behind it. That's so cool. It does. That is so cool. Sharon, wherever Sharon went. Don't. So for me, it's a lot of thought packets. Um, just knowing the information. And for me, it flows a lot easier when I'm automatic writing. Like if I've got a notebook in front of me, spirit just speaks and it's so much easier for me. It takes a lot of the pressure off and I can differentiate what looks like me speaking and what I would write down versus what spirit says. So it's really helpful for me. I love that. Like how many of us have done automatic writing? Morgan. Oh, Morgan, you, oh, you're, you can't be, you can't sit with us. <laughs> you got to try it like peer pressure. Yeah. That's one thing that I haven't tried is the automatic writing. Why not? You know what? Honestly, it's probably because I rarely write things down. I don't journal. <clears throat> I don't do anything like that. And that might come from the fact that uh, no matter how well I thought I hid a journal, my mm. mom and my sister would always find it and read it. So it was never kind of like a sacred place to write. So unless it's school notes or work notes, I tend not to write things down where others can pick them up. I can understand that. But now that's not an issue, so it is worth giving a shot. Hmm. Interesting. I'm using writing more as like a tool uh, in the sense of like, I'll ask Spirit a question and then I'll start writing it and then I'll get the information and I'll kind of like write just the keywords so that it's like, notes on steroids if that i don't know how to explain but it's not like i sit down and i start writing and then all of a sudden like i blank out and then like write a message from spirit it's just me like i'll write down <laughs> or like what's what's her love life like or something and then it'll like it'll just start going through and then i'll just write keywords and feelings and then I, yeah. And then I translate my shorthand. It's like we taking comments notes on taking, honestly. I could see that. Tate said that the Morgan needs to journal. I love that we all call you the Morgan. Now you don't. <laughs> Cause she is like the Morgan to all of us. She's like the goddess supreme. She's like, you need something? I got you. You need this? I'll find a way. We're all like the Morgan is the shit. I find something I do now is, you know, like the, you know, the points, the times where you get like the best information is when you're not completely focusing, like when you're driving or when you're doing the dishes and I'll turn on my microphone to my phone at those points. 
like if I'm driving from work to home and then I'll just start talking. And then it usually switches after the first couple sentences from my mind to, to I start channeling. And then mm -hmm. I go back later on. And sometimes that really makes a difference. When I go back and I look at or listen to the videos of me channeling, I'm like, who is this bitch? Who the fuck is this person doing this? Like, what are these word choices even? Um, and how did she know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what the You mean you started listening to them again? Hmm? You started listening to them again? Before you could not be paid not to really. do that. <laughs> Just a little bit. It's like a sentence or two here or there. I'm still at that point of resistance. Don't worry. I have not changed. I'm still the same old resistant bitch you'll have come to know and love. Michelle. So what you're saying, I need to transcribe all of your channeling so you'll actually read them instead of listening to them. Who the fuck said that? I'm looking yes, for the Morgan. person who said that. Sharon's yes. nodding. Yes. Yeah. Sharon's nodding. Yeah. I, I disagree. I feel like she's uh -huh. just got a click in her neck. Um, yeah. yeah, she does. Also, Michelle suggested you automatic type instead of automatic write. Works the same. And like Brittany was saying, the poor notes section on my iPhone is just, there's like 308 notes on there. And some of them don't even make a whole lot of sense. I'm like, what the shit is this? Like, what happened here? And who wrote this? And sometimes I wonder if my kids got a hold of it. Because sometimes it just sounds like a whole string. And you usually feel a hell of a lot better afterwards, too. And you're like, damn, that was, I was holding on to that. Didn't realize I know how this is, this is going to sound terrible, but for me, it's like going to the bathroom. You know how like you've been on a journey and you've been holding your bladder and you're like, oh my God, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. It feels like that for me. And then I freaking do it and I'm like, I do feel better now. What was I waiting so long for? Why did I resist this so much? Why am I so stubborn? All those beautiful questions I ask myself. <laughs> In, in judgment of the self. So in saying this and sharing so openly about how we read, how we pick up and having this fun conversation, what's your favorite gift? What's your favorite gift for picking up? Like me, psychic all day long. I love, I love the chaos of the psychic side. I love the depth of information I can get. I love that I can go wherever I want to. And, you know, like I'm, I'm probably very introverted extrovert. <laughs> I would, I'm pretty happy to be alone and not talk to people. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I need to talk to everyone all the time. I'm definitely a Libra. Those scales are always rocking for me. The psychic side means I don't have to talk to anyone specific to get my answers. And I love that. What about you guys? I'm with you on that. I really love the psychic side. It takes the pressure off. It takes the judgment off of trying to track down one specific member of the entourage to get your information. You just throw it out there and the information just comes back. Isn't that so fun? Just lob a question out. Spirit's like, here's a volley for you. Ta-da. Catch it or not is up to you. But like, enjoy that. 
I don't know, for me, um, maybe because the psychic piece is the one that I second guess so much, unless it comes in a dream. And then I tend to, again, listen to it a little bit more. Um, but for me, it's the just like that knowing with the visual, especially when I do it in the void and I see it because I usually get the why behind why somebody's physically or emotionally feeling a certain way. So it's kind of like their entourage, their subconscious kind of just like shares it in like a little visual piece. I mean, it makes it's sense. interesting. I can't choose. I mean, like my default, I love psychic. I really do. Um, I love digging in and, you know, getting right to like the heart of the matter and finding, you know, but at the same time, I love those feel good messages too, that you get from like the entourage or if you're looking for somebody specific in mediumship. So it's like, mm, I like both. <laughs> I think that is the, that was a tough question. Uh, but for me, okay, don't think that this is creepy, but I'm a people watcher. Like, I like to just observe humans in their, like, natural habitat, I guess. <laughs> and... The one thing that I like is being able to get to know someone on a whole other level, know their story, learn about them, feel how they feel. It gives me a deeper understanding and a connection to humanity that way. And I feel like, um, the, the fact that I can, I have infinite knowledge. I can ask a question and get an answer. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they don't want to answer them. But it's, I can learn so much. And that's one of my favorite things is to learn new things. And I can do that all the time. I love that about the psychic side too. Like I don't have to necessarily point where I'm getting the answers from. I can just like ask something and know it's coming from the Akashic records or it's coming from like an ascended master or an ancestor. Because for me, they like wear the label first. Like the label comes in and it has like an, not necessarily a label some per se, but it's like a feeling. It's an energy of like, ancestor ascended master you know what i mean i just thought of something else too so like everybody's talking about how like the psychic piece is like some of their favorites and then i'm kind of like thinking of the times where i know to trust it when it's not in my dreams and it actually ends up being my least favorite thing because it's also the saddest one for me because the psychic piece that i pick up the easiest is people who are close to me or that I know um, and are passing, I know mm -hmm. the date that they're going to pass. And 
it's the holding that knowing that that's not something you share with somebody's loved ones because they didn't ask but trying to find ways to kind of like help them prepare themselves without giving that piece so that ends up being my least favorite because of that reason but it would make you a kick-ass death doula it's hard kind of no. influence and it's it takes a toll it's of hard course it to, yeah of course it does that reminds me, I think, I don't know if we talked about this last time or not. Um, one of my clients was told by a psychic that her daughter was going to die when she turned 10. I know. Her daughter was eight at the time and is eight now. So she's freaking out. Like she's losing it. And she she called me up kind of like, well, she didn't call me, but she came into her session and she was obviously shaken up. And she was like, this was a couple months ago. I just, it felt off and wrong at the time. What do you say? So we tapped into spirit together because it was our gift focus session. And we looked at it like we really leaned into it. And then she, you know, I was like, that does just, that does not speak truth. That does not ring truth for me. And that was the first thing I was looking at is because my own feely feels got involved because I'm a mom too. And I was like, shit. And I, I locked up for a second and I said, okay, big deep breath truth yes or no and they were like no and I was like fantastic no so we kind of like kept going with her session and then in her gift focus too a couple months later I said you know what I'm gonna challenge you and we're gonna pull that up because it's emotionally charged and let's look at it a little deeper right and spirit was super forthcoming with her which I was so thankful for because she's clearly been doing the work I taught her and I was like yeah but spirit said we don't work like that. We don't dictate when someone is going to die unless the death cycle has already started. And then we can help by like pulling them out of the body a little sooner, or deciding what they want. We can help it, but we don't determine it like years and we don't determine death. And I was like, fucking so validated right now. I felt so validated. Have you ever yeah, somebody, been validated like that? Yeah, somebody already has to be, like for me, they already have to be in that stage. It's not like I can look and see somebody and look into it and go, okay, Andrea, you're going to pass when you are such and such an age. It's when somebody's already in that transition, that date just kind of like comes as a whisper. And it makes sense. Because they know what the body can take and what it can't. Not going to lie, the jerk inside me wanted to be like, oh, do me, do me, do me. <laughs> I know. I'm weird. I can't. I enjoy it. It's weird. And then you kind of have to wonder their responsibility as readers as well. Like, how is that ethical at all? How does that bring healing and help and guidance? That's true. And it's, you know what? it's hurtful. It, and it's a shame that people have to experience that because they do it for fear. They do it so they keep coming back to them. We asked actually, well, not we, she, my client, because I was kind of like, okay, there's your answer. And I was going to back out of it. And she's like, what about the reader? 
And spirit was like, she's being dealt with. And then my feely feels and my curiosity peaked. And I was like, what does that mean? And when I leaned in, I've only ever seen this one other time. And I mean it. So here's two times in my entire life that I have seen spirit cut someone off from their gifts and communication with them for misuse of it. And I was like, hold on a second. After one read, like one shitty read, they said no. And they explained a whole lot. That reader had already been like in a bad mood and was taking out her shit on the client and had been warned several times by spirit, read properly from us or don't read from us at all. And again, I've seen people block themselves left, right, and center. Absolutely. For fear, doubts, all the ego pieces. You know what I mean? This is the first time I've ever seen spirit. Like second time. Sorry, my bad. It was the second time I've seen spirit say, no, 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 you've been warned. And now we're going to take your toys from you. And they were making her, they said they were making her face her shadow work too. Because she was misusing the gift in a way that they did not condone. Not it's lie. completely different in how Morgan's receiving stuff and how Morgan, you know, portrays her stuff. Like that, what that reader did is just cruel. Mm -hmm. That's the thing is it doesn't really help anybody. And unless somebody directly asks for it, that's not a piece of information I share. For me, it almost seems like, and I could be wrong, and this is my interpretation of when I get those dates is that that's somebody's soul that's decided that and they already know themselves like whether they cognitively know that or whether it's just their soul knows that's when they're going to pass I feel like that's where that information comes from it's their souls almost saying like hey this is what I'm going mm -hmm. and moving to the next stage that's so interesting so oh, just yeah, I was asked because of people have not learned those that's necessary back. to share Hmm. Hold Jessica on. asked you guys, if people ever earn those gifts back. They ever earn their gifts back? Yes. Yes, they do. Um, but they have to do the work that spirit's telling them to do. Or it's a no-go. And when I have found in both times now spirit was like this was a big one like i think if you've been warned by spirit before to use your gifts properly and you're like no 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 and i don't mean like hey you need to take a break let's take a nap how about you um you, you know have the right foods kind of a thing this was like a knock it off and they still didn't listen I feel like they have that coming. Kaylee has a question. I don't know why she's asking permission to pose a question on a podcast where we question each other. I didn't want to interrupt. So I'm not sure how everybody else deals with like when spirit comes in and they're like, you need to say this. You need to tell this person this and you're like no that is not the right time they didn't ask for it 
Like, they're not ready to hear it. You can ask the person, um, for instance, one of my friends, her friend had died, and it was the one-year anniversary of the friend passing. And when she told me that, immediately, my, my indication that the spirit's like, hey, I need your attention, is they'll make my stomach muscles really tight. So I said, hey, you know that I'm a psychic medium. If, if you were open to it, I can, I can see what we can get. She said, no, I'm good. So I said, okay. But it kept on for like two hours. I should have perfect abs right now. Whatever. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what a great way to have abs. I don't. I don't. So... <laughs> What I did was like, I was like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to write it down and I'm going to fold it up. And then if she ever comes to me and says, Hey, can you contact her? Then I'll give her the, what I wrote down. Cause I, I don't feel like spirits come all the time at random times. And they're like, tell this person this, tell this person this. And I was like, I really can't do that. Like, I can't do that. So, like, how do you guys deal with the spirits that come in that are, like, very persistent and, like, what they're saying is important and could probably help that person, but they're not open to it? Uh, I'll let you guys go first. You could pose it in such a way of, well, maybe you could think about this instead of somebody told me this to tell you. Posing it as more of a thought suggestion than a, hey, you absolutely need to know this and it's going to change your life. I know for me in situations where I picked up on something that I question whether somebody may or may not want to hear it, especially in that particular moment. Um, and granted, it's not strangers. Um, I will say, hey, I picked up something, but I'm not sure if it's information that you want to receive right now or not. Do you want me to share that with you? Um, and let it go from there if they want context like hey it like what's the category about you can always provide the category and then they can make that conscious de decision if they want to continue to listen or if they need to be in a different space to hear it but for me i feel like i need to ask permission of the person especially if it's not something that they asked me to look into if it's just something i picked up then i usually will ask if they want to know especially when it's not like light fluffy happy good stuff if it's something that might make them sad or like something that's heavy i will ask permission first before sharing my turn as I saw Brittany take a drink, like, hmm, <laughs> forego, like, eh. we're all sure it's tea or coffee in your cup. Don't worry. It's actually water. I need to do dishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Is it just me or does water taste weird in a coffee and teacup? Yes. It doesn't matter if there's ice in it or it always tastes freaking weird. I'm like, why is that? All right. So I'm going to be the asshole in the group. If spirit brings me something and is absolutely insistent that I tell somebody, I say, okay, are you sure that it's going to be well received? Because if it's not, y'all are paying my medical bills when they beat my ass. And please don't let them aim for the face. Like, go for the rest, just not the face. Um, my duty is to spirit to portray their messages the way that they are telling me to. Now, does that mean I stop and go, please give me the word so this is the best received possible? Please, please, please. Yeah, 100%. Do I duck and cover? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know how many times I've given somebody my business card at arm's reach? Like, because I'm terrified. Just throw it and run. I know. Like, I really want to get them to fold like <laughs> like a paper airplane. Just carry around like a little slingshot. <laughs> Actually, you could probably do it with an elastic band. Just put an elastic band between two fingers and fling it back. Yeah, exactly. Like, Spirit said this. <laughs> Give me a call. There's been times. Um, it's not usually with strangers, frankly. Because Spirit and I have an agreement that, like, you can't do anything that's going to ostracize me here. And they're like, okay. And I say it has to be something they absolutely like need, really need to hear. And then we will. But normally their message is like in the voice of the person who's passed, like lovely day, isn't it? And I'll say that as we go by each other, like in the grocery store, if it is, a, if it is that normally what I get is not like pass this message right now. What I get is more like, this person's having a hard time. They need a compliment. They need a smile. They need your hand on their on their arm just for a second. Do you know how many people like they've I've like put my hand and be like, right? Isn't it a great day? Because spirits like touch them, touch them. And I'm like, I'm only touching people. Like I rarely handle touching myself. I don't really want to touch anybody else. Like, no, thank you. But they're like, no, just like put your hand on their arm. And I've seen it. I put my hand on their arm and they like. They don't recoil. They don't pull away from me. But I don't know. They must feel something. I just I just feel skin that I don't really want to touch. Spencer said touching flesh bags is weird. It is. It is. Now, that doesn't mean that, like, my kids aren't super cuddly and I love Snuggies with them. But, like, I don't know. I get a little weird about being touched and touching other people. So I hear what you guys are saying with getting the consent from the people, but if spirit is pushing super duper hard, I know that consent has already been given by highest self and spirit guides or so many people on their team that it's a need. It's a need and a push. And we all know how many times have we read somebody who lies? I know I have people who are like, no, 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 no. It's not even like that. It's not like that. And I'm like, are you sure? Like years ago, I did nights with spirit, just like over Zoom. And there was a bunch of people in there and I would see what messages were coming out from spirit, you know, mediumship, my least favorite gift, but I would see what messages came up and give it to people. And this one woman, I couldn't stop staring at her because she just looked like she was about to dissolve into tears. And I said something about it during it. And she sent me an email afterwards 
like a couple weeks later and said, I was so embarrassed. You called me out and I just, I didn't even know how to handle this. And I was so upset. And she said, but you were right. This prepared me for what was coming down the line. Cause what came down the line was, I think something with her daughter, if I remember correctly, was something pretty bad with her daughter and she was prepared to deal with it because she knew something was coming. So I had to handle the backlash of it, which wasn't the most fun I've ever had. But Spirit and I have quite the understanding that my duty is to them. To connect humanity as much as possible to Spirit to get them using their own gifts so they don't have to rely on people like us in the grocery store. who are like, hey, by the way, Joe Schmo from Alamo, who passed, you know, 10 years ago, has a message for you now. They can do it themselves. So mine don't flow quite like That's that. That's a good point. I didn't think about the whole, if spirit's really pushing, then their entourage is already given consent piece. And if you've been put in their path for that to happen, yeah, that means highest self and spirit guides are in it too. Because they put them in the right place at the right time. That's my two cents, though. I'm never going to tell anybody else that, like, my way is the only way. I know. I just kind of go off of a case-by-case basis. Like, I'm, I've got some pretty strict boundaries. Like, when I'm doing this, like, you got to leave me alone, spirit. I've got, I'm working on it. <laughs> so I, I just try to use my intuition case-by-case. Case. What feels right, what feels necessary. Well, that brings me to a question. Like, if you feel like you're. So, if you feel like you're avoiding spirit and what they're asking of you, tell this person this thing and you avoid it, what is the result to that? Oh, I get an upset tummy. I get agita for the rest of the day. (laughs) I get worn down because I hold it. So, yeah, it probably is in the grand scheme of things to probably just say it, but I don't think I am emotionally there quite yet. It's like spirit bubble gut. Yeah, I feel sick to my stomach if I don't. I haven't really encountered what happens if I don't. Because I, like I said, like the one that was like really pushing, I was like, I can write this down. So I'll write it down. And then when she's ready and she asks, I can give it to her. I do. I have this uh, coworker though. Her grandma is obnoxious. <laughs> it's constant, constant. And I'm like, what woman the fuck do you want? She, like it's little things like oh you should you should have her call her sister because she's got really good news and then silent I'm like they're going there and say hey pretty sure your grandma just came in and told me that you need to call your sister <laughs> so she's open to it so I know that I can go to her with that <laughs> I was like, she didn't tell me why. She said it was important, though. Not danger important, but important. 
I love that. Grandma said, call your sister. Okay, thanks. Bye. Have a good day. Yeah. You do. She'll, she'll <laughs> just like badger me until I find, oh my God, what do you want? Like I'm trying to work. So, yeah. Do you guys ever get one of those spirits? That's like, or is that just me? My grandmother's like that. And she'll do it to me and she'll do it to her eldest son, my uncle Mark. Um, and for us, if we need to be doing something, we're not feeling great for whatever reason and we're ignoring it and we're continuing to push through it. She, we have electric kettles because we're an English family. So grew up drinking tea all the time. Um, she will flick the switch up and down and you can see that the switch is not moving up and down, but you can hear the click of the kettle like it's done boiling water. And it won't do that unless you're emotional and it it's not plugged in, it's unplugged, everything, but the kettle will click up and down because she wants you to pay attention to something. My great grandmother used to do that until I stopped fighting spirit. <laughs> Um, it's been maybe like five or six years, maybe seven, um, that my great grandmother has been like super duper close on me all the time about like, you have to say this and now you have to do this because she was the one I listened to. She was the one I paid attention to. So of course they were going to get the messages across until I stop being so damn stubborn with spirit and started listening more. And when I did that, it, she actually went quieter, but the messages became far more intensive thought packets, like more than I'd had before. And, <laughs> you know, started listening and doing my job, <laughs> actually walking my path. Who'd have thunk? So along this path and lines of questions comes validation. Are we searching for validation from people or are we searching for validation from spirit or validation in ourselves? Both. All of the above. Yeah. 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 All of the above. Depends on the gift and depends on the reason for me. All right, I'm going to be the odd duck out again. Jesus. Apparently, this is going to be my day. I prefer validation from spirit. It's nice when people validate me and I get all in my feels, but I don't know how to take a compliment. So I'm like, hey, thank you. And then I'm wicked awkward. And I'm like, okay, introvert time. And then when I get validation from myself, I feel stronger in myself, but it ends up just feeling like a fact. It doesn't necessarily make me feel like joyous and happy. It's just like another fact about myself. Like my natural hair color is black. I am a psychic. I have green eyes. I talk to spirit. It's just fact for me. It doesn't become like anything better when I'm looking at validation for myself. Does that, I, I know that's weird. It's not weird. 
I kind of makes me nice. wonder if it's where you are on your path too, right? I was kind of wondering that too, Brittany. Yeah, That's the more work you do, that. the more self-validation you get, and then that cup gets filled, and then you know you're looking, you know, in it an evolution. Oh, I yeah, never especially thought about if you second like guess yourself so much. So, like a lot of us second guess our gifts, so we need that external validation more than we need it from spirit because. If we're receiving the messages from spirit and we're second guessing those messages, we're not going to get the same level of validation if spirit's validating us versus an outside source validating the information we shared. Hmm. So maybe as we further in our journey and we get more confident with the messages we receive from spirit, then we'll start switching and transitioning to how you experience and like, validation where it's more important for you to receive it from spirit all right i was like that is so fucking cool until you said and then we can switch to you and then i went oh no no not me like i'm not no yeah you don't have a school you're not teaching people how to use their gifts for a particular reason just, at all andrea I, to not I just, to help them get to where you're at and beyond <laughs> it is i just don't need to be constantly in the spotlight about it i enjoy doing it because it's the right thing to do teaching people to use their gifts teaching people how to be readers is the right thing to do it's not for accolades i think right now i i i enjoy the external validation because it's like fuck yeah i'm good at this and it's newer so i'm like this is the coolest thing ever. And then when somebody says, wow, yeah, that's right. Or when I come like out of left field with some weird shit, like macaroni casserole and they're like, oh my God, that was her favorite. Like, yeah, I get so stoked. And I feel like eventually when I'm like, yeah, I know I can do this, duh. Mm. It will Did become more. No, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. There was a tiny bit of a lag and I thought you were done talking. Please continue. I'm so sorry. No, so it's, I think like, like Morgan was saying, like the, the need for the external validation and for the valid, like for you, instead of strictly from spirit will come with time as we become more seasoned and experienced. So I like really... I was, when she said it, I was like, yeah, that. I was in the spirit too. They were like, yeah, yes, because of this. And then she said, being like me. And I was like, oh, God. Okay, but did that feel uncomfortable because that's something, like, that's a personal thing with you? Or did that feel uncomfortable because it doesn't, like, like, spirit's like, no, that that's not how it is. Oh, no, that's an old belief system of, like, if okay. you're not humble and you're not quiet and you realize who you are, then you're an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, nobody likes a woman who's not humble and quiet, which I am not <laughs> humble or quiet. So I have to, I'm thankful for it that it came up because I do have to keep hitting those, you know? I do have to keep going with those um, well, and not like, shying away from them. And with us developing our gifts, too, sometimes external validation from people will help you to determine, especially if you're not sure. So like how Kaylee said, like macaroni casserole, 
when you start getting like odd little bits and pieces of information there and you're like, is my ADHD running away and I'm just thinking about random shit? Or is this something that's actually important to them? You start kind of learning when you share those pieces and you get validated, like validation from those people that, okay, when I feel it this way, that is spirit. That's not my ego. Mm -hmm. And it can kind of help you split off and figure out what you can start trusting your gut with when you pick it up. Because your ego is going to get in there too, right? When you're like, okay, is this correct? And you're going to hear like, yes. And then you're going to hear from your ego. And then there's that self-doubt. So having, when you're first learning, having that external validation is like an extra support, like an extra little boof of, Mm. yes, you're on the right path. And then as you progress, it's just like you're building that, connection with spirit you're building that confidence and then it slowly moves yeah it's like the um i totally lost my train of thought there um (laughs) ask spirit it'll come back Mm -hmm. i might come back later did you guys see the chat tracy was saying that she was reading some someone, this man, and she was describing his friend. And he was like, no, 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 that's not what my friend looks like. And she was like, are you sure? Because this is what this man is saying he looks like. He was 100% saying, no, this is what he looks like. And the guy said, yeah, you're right. I was just messing with you to see if I could throw you off course or not. Like, that's fun for you. Thank you for being a bully. Like, way to go, bud. And then... Thank you for making me doubt my last year and a half progress. Exactly. (laughs) I remember what it was. Oh, here we go. It was when you pick up on stuff and then you're wondering, and then you start getting all this extra stuff. It's like, am I creating a story to fill in the blanks or is this information that's actually coming from spirit? And I know that self-doubt comes in harder when it's somebody I know, and they've either previously validated bits similar to that, or they've shared pieces and it's like, okay, well, if I already know that information about them and they already know that information about them, am I just creating all of this extra storyline for it? Or is this truly from spirit? That's something I struggle with when reading um, family and close friends. I try to avoid it because I'm like, I still get caught up in that monkey mind that, okay, I already know this, 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 and this. So am I just connecting dots that are already there or am I actually interpreting it correctly? So I I try to avoid it. (laughs) This is why I love validating with spirit where I just ask them. I'll be like, do I have that correct? Like, is that that you guys or is that me? I think that's where and why I validate with spirit so much is because I'm afraid of that. I am afraid of giving people the wrong information the wrong way. And I've had people come back and be like, you were whatever and you were this when I was first learning. And it really made me pull into myself heavy. I will say some of those people came back like a year or two later 
like long past it. Like I've totally forgotten about it. I've already rebuilt my self-confidence and they'll say, you were right. Like that ended up coming to pass. Like I'll, there's this one who she wanted to know about her past life and she was asking because she wanted to be a writer in this life. And this is maybe two or three years ago now. And she was like, I am going to be a writer and I'm going to write novels and I just feel this and I feel that after the fact. I never once picked up on her doing that in this life. I saw her on a very different career track. And last I heard, she's on that very different career track and not writing. Like she had already been a writer. She wasn't doing anything of value and substance for humanity now, which... I mean, are we noticing this in our reads when people are asking about their career path? It's always something that keeps them very, very happy and benefits humanity now, whether they wanted to hear it or not. Like, what am I supposed to do? Lie to you about this? Before anybody talks, I'm going to have to mic. I'm going to have to mute my mic. I'm so sorry for the feedback, by the way. I think it's just because your new mic's so sensitive, because it's a higher quality, that's why. So you might have to wear earbuds next time, so that it's not reverberating back from your speakers. Yay, I'm so excited to wear earbuds next time. Oh, your favorite? <laughs> I think I'm just sending. Somebody in chat actually asked something that was on topic, so how we validate the spirit and... Do they send it to you in images or words? Uh, so I know that <laughs> I know there's a couple other people that get this too. So if there's a situation that relates, they send me memes and pop culture things. And like, you remember that TikTok that you saw? This, that's kind of what's happening here. So I'm able to explain it on how, like, how I interpreted that TikTok or that meme or whatever. So that I'm, I don't know, me and spirit speak in memes. For me, it holds yes or no. It's just truth on truth. If it's off, it's, it feels like sticky. And it's almost like, um, you know, like you're wearing like your favorite sweater and you walk by like a wooden fence or something and it snags on it and you can feel that little pull, even if it doesn't stop you in your tracks, but you feel the little pull. That's what no feels like for me. feels like unfinished business. Whereas yes is always like a nod and like a proceed now, like con congratulations, fucking go. Like, let's keep going now. See, for me... Especially at the beginning, it was very um, physical, like you would get the cold tingles and they'd rise up from your feet and go all the way up into your leg, to your skull. And now, as I know, they're working on like my, my self-worth and my confidence more. I noticed that is toned down and they're making me rely on my intuition more, like the knowing. So that's kind of where I am with that. I know for me, it's, um, I don't like hear a yes or a no or get images. For me, it's where I feel it in my body. So if it's a no, it feels like it's in my throat and it's anxiety. Um, 
if it's a yes, I either feel it in my heart space or my gut, and it's a calm, settling moment. I don't get that anxiety feeling in my throat. I mean, makes sense. Makes a whole lot. Now I'm paranoid about my mic being muted or not. <laughs> this is so hard. Technology is so hard on this planet. Why does it have to be like this all the time? But now I understand why people wear, my, wear um, what are those called? Fuck. Headphones. Got it. <sighs> Can I answer the question again? But like a normal person would have <laughs> I went off. Spirit speaks in memes. <laughs> so when I get when I get the validation from spirit, uh, it's if it's something like really profound, I'll like I explain it as like my heart hits my asshole, but your like heart drops and you're like oh, and that like you know, <laughs> or uh, I do get goosebumps too. I just really needed to tell people that spirit speaks and means so that's okay for the longest time like if i'm doing something like like again dishes or whatever i'll get like different voices in my head of like male female accents and shit and i thought it was me the whole fucking time i thought it was crazy like it's not it was spirit but you know how long that took me like it would be like a cowboy in my head and i'd be like what the hell is that i just thought it was me so don't even worry Then I learned. <laughs> I love this. Like Sharon's dying. Kaylee, the chat is 100% on your side, Kaylee, by the way. Um, <laughs> Jenny's dead, though. Jenny is dead. You killed Jenny. We love Jenny. Um, they like to send me anime series, so you're not alone on that one. Um, <laughs> and then Spencer says, we love not everyone else's Kaylee. What is this question? There's a question in the chat. What is it called when you can't stop thinking of someone and you see things and people that remind you of them, them and then something bad happens to them? Um, <laughs> fucked up. Um, <laughs> honestly, I was going to make a smart ass comment about being obsessed with them, as he said, and then something bad happens to them. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Usually that's precog. Would that be a form? It's part of. Hmm. So would that be a form of precog? Jinx. Yes, that is the precog, which is on the psychic side, which is warning you ahead of time that something's going on. And uh, baby girl in the chat said, "I'm also scared to tell people predictions because I might be wrong." I have teenagers. I am frequently wrong, even when I'm right. I can quite literally be like, oh, look at the cloud in the sky. There's no cloud in the sky. What the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, that's right. You're my bad. I'm stupid and I forgot. I'm used to being wrong now. So if you have a fear of being wrong, adopt a kid, adopt a teenager, foster a teenager. You will get over that real quick. That will settle you right down. And you're just welcome. because it's a no right now doesn't mean it's an actual no. Like Andrew said, should people come back a couple of years later and yeah, they either didn't want to admit it, it hadn't happened yet, or they, you know, you almost get um, sitter's amnesia, like when you're doing your reading, you don't 
remember your last name sometimes because you're like right in the spotlight, right? Like you're exposing yourself and opening yourself up just to complete stranger. Predictions and precog, you do have to be a little bit more mindful with though, because the future is so freaking variable. Just because it looks super clear to you in that moment does not mean that's the way it's going to play out. So telling somebody with absolute certainty and expecting that that's 100% the way it's going to go, you could be wrong. There's likelihoods yeah, behind truth it. in that, that very moment. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's true in that moment, but yeah, there's, you can't control outside factors. And because people have free will, if that person makes a choice based off of what you shared with them, that takes them away from that path. It doesn't mean that you weren't correct in that moment, but because people have free will and choice, they can make different choices to change the end result. And I think that's also a hard part with like precog and predictions is knowing which information you should and shouldn't share, especially when it relates to people making, say, life-altering decisions, not sharing pieces that are going to influence their choices, something sharing just enough that they will still make their own choice that sits best with them for me like i'm kind of i'm kind of glad that i don't have like precognitive because i can't handle that pressure because something that i could say to somebody nonchalantly could impact them in a big way and it could make it could rob them of the experience they need to have by making them abruptly switch directions. I don't want any of that. <laughs> I wouldn't want to know some things. So I, I wouldn't want to have to be telling people that kind of stuff. Um, I so, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Andrea. No, it's okay. Thank you, though. When it comes to future reading, I will tell my clients right then and there, I hate future reading because all it takes is someone to blink slower and the future is different. So I'll tell them point blank. I will look at what is the most likely scenario, given that the energy doesn't change from today, that the way that you're currently going is what I'm going to look down. But then I also look down those side roads, even if they're really thin, whatever appears is what I look like, what I look at. And for me, it looks like it's all black landscape. It's just black. And then there'll be like the main road that we're currently traveling. And then there's like all these different side roads that appear right in front of me. Some of them are really thin. So I know they're less likely. And then some are thicker. And then I'll tell my client, okay, I see like nine possible solutions here. Like some of them are only like a five to 10% like chance, but some of them are higher. What outcome do you actually want? And let me look down that line and retrace the steps you took to get there. So you make sure that you're holding a certain energy, saying yes to an opportunity, whatever it is, that this is the energy you held along that path to get there. 
and I compare and contrast it to the others. But I will point blank tell people I fucking hate future reads. I hate them. They change too quick. Way too quick. I think with me, the one situation where it wasn't like death related and it was actually something good and I knew this was an opportunity that somebody had been wishing and wanting for for a very, very long time. But, and I knew that they were going to get it. Um, and then I went and sought out confirmation from outside sources that I was correct with that like feeling trying to encourage somebody to chase after an opportunity when they might not want to face potential disappointment, but you know that they're not going to experience disappointment because you know that they're going to get that. It's so hard to try and because I, I know for me, it's like, I don't want to tell you that, like, I know with 100% certainty, you're going to get this. And I confirmed it to make sure that I was right if I'm going to encourage you to do something and like you're going to potentially risk disappointment and like significant disappointment like I, I know it's going to happen for you but trying to figure out a subtle way to encourage somebody to go after it because you know it's a good thing you know that they want it you know it's going to take them in the direction that they say that they want to go and they're trying to go it's hard but I find for me, it's more so about the encouragement piece. It's like, yes, you want this. I know you're going to get it without saying, I know you're going to get it, but kind of like giving them those nudges to get them to actually chase down what they're seeking. I think that's the hardest part of being a reader is seeing someone's potential, where they can go, where they're currently heading. And also seeing that their self-doubt, self-sabotage, even being lazy, things that are real quick can get in the way. And I think that's really hard to be able to see someone's potential and see their highest, happiest path, know it's fully attainable for them, and they don't go for it. It's like, it's heartbreaking watching it, especially with close family and friends because they haven't asked for the read spirit's not pushing me to tell them and i'm like cool i just get to be a witness to this fantastic yeah but andrea what if it's somebody like not saying that it necessarily is all the time but somebody that you know that you would have open consent for the read to share that information do you or do you keep it to yourself because spirit hasn't pushed it if I have open consent and spirit brings it up, I'll still check with spirit and say, hey, do I share this? I put like every decision past them all the time. Like if I have a list of things to do, I'm asking them which one I do first. When I get something about somebody who even if they've said to me like, you have open permission all the time. And I have plenty of friends who are like, you have open permission all the time. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I want to do is stay open all the time around you. That sounds like a blast for me. 
definitely not going to end up with a headache here <laughs> and feeling tired knowing way more about you than I want to as long as you get the read, you know, like I have plenty of people like that in my life, but there's a couple who have 100% given me open reign that I feel that I feel comfortable doing too. And in that case, I will still double check with spirit. Like, is this a help or hinder is actually the question I ask this information I picked up. If I say it out loud, help or hinder, which one am I going down? I think we underestimate the power of giving spirit decisions and choices and letting them help us decide instead of shouldering it all on our own. That is interesting. And like, I guess that's kind of where I do go. And I don't even think about it is checking with spirit. Like, Hey, is this something that I need to directly tell them? Is this something that they just need encouragement with? Or is this something that I keep to myself and it's just information for me. And you're just saying like, Hey, this person's got something good for it, going for them or coming for them or whatever. Um, and I know in like situations that I've dealt with in regards to that, um, the encouragement piece often comes from somebody who constantly like their history is constant disappointment. And so that's why they won't chase after opportunities because they can't take one more bad thing happening or one more situation that's disappointing where they don't get what they're like hoping and wishing for. Um, especially when it's a big dream that it's trying to encourage them. So they're making that choice for themselves. You're not telling them you're going to get this it's a surefire thing. And so they don't have that, like, they don't have to put that trust in themselves essentially to go for it, creating, allowing spirit, I guess, to create situations where their narrative changes. I like that. And the way you put that where their narrative changed changes, Jessica, I had just pinned it, just unpinned. She said, would they actually give us something that would hinder someone? So here's the thing. When I'm reading, I'm picking up from all over. And we say that it's from spirit, but it's all the things in between spirit too. It's those free-flowing lines of decision, of opportunities, of choices. It's not just spirit on their own coming forward and saying X, Y, and Z. Would spirit give somebody something that would hinder them? No. When we look at it from a human lens, we're like, fuck you. I really am not ready to do that quite often. And that's perfectly fine. We can be like that. It's, it is what it is. But actually giving us information that hinders someone, no. But is how they take it going to hinder them? Is that what it could come down to? I was just going to say that it's about the inter the way they're going to interpret that message. How are they going to receive it? So it's not necessarily even about the content. It's about the person receiving the content. So, um, after I had made my last comment, my stomach got really tight, which means we've got shit to say to you. 
So, uh, they said, we don't tell you future things as a punishment. Some people need that course correction. The course change is necessary. And then I typed in there, spirit yelled at me, and I said, I didn't yell. You're muted, Andrea. Cool. That's always fun. Yay, technology. Um, I love that she said that because I've had that before where spirits like, um, did not yell at you. Like, excuse me, get it correct. Get it right. But I, I completely agree with what you're saying is people do need the course correction. There's times where they will tell a psychic like, have them like show them very very happy doing x y and z where they weren't going in that direction in the first place or i don't like saying it like this but have them reach for the stars because it lets them let go of stuff that they're currently holding on to in this life that don't work for them that they've been holding on to for too long and present the fact that there is better They just said it's for a reason. No, shocker. For a reason? No. We thought you guys were just doing things willy-nilly. I just heard we do nothing willy-nilly. <laughs> like, you know, like the Drax voice from Guardians of the Galaxy? It was in that voice. We do nothing willy-nilly. That gave very, like, cat demon dude vibes to it. That message and in that tone. <laughs> We love Cat Demon Dude. He's so proper. I love him. He's so, he's such a cool dude. He's my buddy. Well, with this, I think we're going to end the normal scheduled because we are one hour and about 15 minutes in. We're going to stop recording here. Thank you, Kaylee, Brittany, Morgan, and Sharon for coming in and joining me this week for Sweet Release Healings Roundtable. Next, we will do the Roundtable After Dark. 